This podcast is very proudly brought to you by my new book, From Peasants Food to Superfoods. This book is based on cooking for the entire family and it guides cooks from all experiences on how to integrate healthy foods into everyday life. I know it's easy to stick to the same old things every week with a family to feed and a budget to stick to, but eating nutritious and delicious food every night is achievable and affordable. Learning how to use, prepare, and incorporate new and old ingredients into tasty and exciting food is what I love doing. So I have put this book together. It's over 300 pages. There's over 100 simple, nutritious recipes, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, desserts. Most of it's gluten-free, dairy-free. It's very gut-healing, very anti-inflammatory, and I hope that you will love it as much as I have, putting it together and (laughs) bringing it to life. So if you would like to check it out, learn more, or order it, jump online at www.mgherbs.com.au. And thanks for bringing us the podcast today. You're listening to Melissa Gearing, the Naked Naturopath. Mel is a qualified naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist. She can't wait to share her thoughts on all things health and wellness with you. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Naked Naturopath. Thanks for listening in. I have a celebrity in my (laughs) clinic today. I'm very excited to um, welcome one of my longtime clients, but also a recent MasterChef uh, attendee, would you call you? Contestant. Contestant, yes. MasterChef contestant. I have Steph DeSouza in the office with me. Welcome, Steph. Thank you. Did I say your name right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so if people want to find you, it's Steph and then D-E-S-O-U-S-A. Yeah. Yay. On Insta, it's Steph.J.DeSouza. Joy. Oh, lovely. Well, I'm so glad you could come in. Thank you. So like I said, you've been a client for a little while. You take all your herbs. You're a good girl. Um, But you recently have just been on MasterChef. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Yeah, it was. It's been really exciting. It's been a little bit crazy. Yeah. Well, you're the biggest celebrity I know. (laughs) I'm the biggest celebrity I know. (laughs) Um, If you're watching MasterChef at home, Steph is the amazingly stunning lady with the blonde hair on top and the red glasses. Yeah. You sometimes wear the black ones. Yeah, and sometimes I wear the white ones and mm-hmm. the torture ones and the clear ones and the whatever ones I can find. Beautiful. <laughs> I like how your lipstick matches your glasses, actually. Yeah, I try. Yeah. I do try. So you told me just before we hit record that um, you, ha- you couldn't wear a particular pair of glasses because the filming crew banned them. Yeah. What my favourite, my <laughs> favourite, yeah, I'm a really big, thick, black framed glasses that I have on today. And um, because the frame was so thick, they can't, the camera crew couldn't get a good enough, um, I guess, a clear enough shot of my eyes, which apparently were very expressive. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently I pull lots of stupid faces with my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they banned them. Which is very sad. Well, so I, I do. Them, so. The red ones are my favourite side of mine. Okay. The white ones, I think. I really like the white ones. Well, stuff like that is so fascinating. Like, when you go in to do this, did you have any idea of what it would be like? Um, I thought I had an idea of what it would be like, but it was actually nothing like what I thought it would be be like. Just having cameras in your face and stuff like that. It's really funny because I thought that would be the biggest issue that I had was trying to be myself around, Mm -hmm. like, the camera crew and – like the producers and everybody in your face asking you questions. 
Um, but it, it actually, I would say halfway through the first episode, I had just completely forgotten that there was even a camera mm. there. Just amazing how quickly you just, I don't know, I think because cooking is quite instinctive for me, it just kind of went back to that and everything else just disappeared. As you, you may have seen me talk to my chicken and my boiling water, <laughs> you can tell that I just go back to who I naturally am, yeah. which is maybe a little bit crazy. No, that's beautiful thing. <laughs> oh, I talk to my food all the time at home, especially in the kitchen if it's not doing what you want. Yeah. It needs coaxing. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you need to swear at it. Yeah, too, which is not generally they, what I they do They beat that out. <laughs> no, that was, they actually did it. Oh, maybe they didn't even realise. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't too bad of a swear word, but it was like, oh, really? You're going to show that? Mm, interesting. Mm, yeah, cool. So... Tell me, like, about your MasterChef journey and why you wanted to go on it and where it all kind of started. So I, my youngest child, Noah, um, who's the reason we met, is 11, or nearly 11. So when MasterChef first, before it even started, they had ad on TV advertising MasterChef and they wanted contestants. And I was pregnant with Noah and I filled out the application form and I deleted it um, because clearly I couldn't go on a TV show being pregnant or getting ready to have a baby. And then when Noah was about uh, seven or eight to three years ago, I could probably give this another crack and I kind of revamped my love of cooking again. It had been a long time of raising lots Mm. of kids and surviving, I guess you'd say. So I applied and I actually did it on the couch watching TV and I didn't tell anybody, Mm. didn't spell check or grammar check or anything um, and I got an email about three months later inviting me to audition. I couldn't believe it. I wow. went back and looked at my application. It was appalling. <laughs> and I still thought this illiterate person had written the application. It was so <laughs> um, So I ended up getting shortlisted three years ago, but I didn't make the final cut to go to the judges' audition. And I met Eleanor Duggan at that audition, um, who was a winner a couple of years ago. And she, I, it's funny how some people say things and they just resonate with you. So she was just telling the story how she had auditioned the year before she got on and how it wasn't until they said no that she realised how badly she mm. wanted to go on it. And that was exactly the same scenario for me. It wasn't until they said no that I went, uh, I was just devastated. Like, like I cried for a couple of weeks. It was mm. really sad. And then I thought, okay. If you want something that badly, then you have to do something about it. So then I just went about my um, my motto of better every day. That that was my my hashtag on Instagram. <laughs> Everything was better every day. But I tried to do something every single day to make me a better cook. Mm. And I applied the next year, and I got shortlisted again. And I didn't get through again. <laughs> no, I know. And I probably cried for a month that time. Um. And I wasn't sure if I was going to apply again, but it didn't take long to get back on the horse because that's, you know, mm, you really want you it. That's what you yeah. do. So then um, last year I applied again and um, I continued with my bed every day. So I had three years of practice um, and I got through this time to the judges' auditions and then um, the judges said yes, which was Yay. Cool. Yeah, So it was a long journey, but I eventually got there. And what did you cook for them? Um, I cooked for my audition dish. Yeah. So for my judge's audition, I cooked a dish called Pani Puri, which is an Indian street food dish. Mm. Yeah, 
a delicious Indian street food dish. Because your husband is Indian, yeah. as we yeah. have been talking about, and yeah. Noah is a beautiful, he has this beautiful um, yeah, brown skin, yeah, it's chocolatey. Yeah. <laughs> and blue eyes, so he's got like the best. Yeah, cute kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he takes his herbs, so he's a good boy too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll give boy. him a shout out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so cool. And so, Lots of your food has um, maybe that Indian, you said, as we come into it a bit more, starts to have more of that Indian feel to it. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think um, I wouldn't say that I'm an Indian food cook, but what I do like to cook with, I like to cook with herbs and spices. Mm. So, um, And I guess my exposure to Indian food, and Neville was a great cook as well, um, and he cooks a lot of Indian Asian food and I used to cook a lot of Italian European food. Mm. So his influence has influenced the the cooking that I've done and I now pretty much incorporate spices and herbs into everything that I cook. So yeah, I do cook Indian food on the show, but I, I guess I kind of just but that's great because you have like a um, bit of a knowledge in everything which you need to kind of have in MasterChef because yeah. you never know what they're going to throw at you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the other night, I guess an example of that was when we're in um, East Gippsland and we cooked for the um, the Lions Club mm. farmers. So they didn't show up much on the show, but the apricot crumble and custard that I did, it was a ginger and apricot crum- mm. crumble and it was a cardamom custard. Yum. So, you know, that's kind of an example of the food that I yeah. like. I actually didn't was. really get that. Like no, cash that, yeah. Cool. No, they didn't really focus on that very much in the show, but that, that's kind of, that's what it was. Mm. I was watching that challenge and you guys had the land meats. Yes. And then the other guys had the seafood. Oh my gosh. Oh, I've never been so thankful to have yeah. Yeah. My- Seafood is so much work. Like it's amazing, right? So, but so much prep. Yeah. And honestly, we, I think, um, I could say that all 24 contestants now are like, seafood gurus and all the rest of it because we've had so much practice. Something that we all really focused on after that challenge was, oh, my God, we really need to get. Got to learn how to cut a fish. I saw Simon getting caught massacring that salmon. I felt so many tried to hide it. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know how to feel it a fish. Oh, really? Like, no. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't have either. Uh, I when I was a kid, my dad would catch a lot of fish and I would scale it and, you know, I can cut the head off and the tail, but then he would always do the fillet, yeah. which is difficult. Yeah. Like, you know what? It's actually not. It's oh. actually quite simple. <laughs> can no, you teach me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually quite simple, but it's just one of those things that you need to practice. Like, you know the technique yeah, you and need then to practice. The, yeah, and yeah. Then, like different fish have different bone structure mm. so once you know what their bone structure is you can work out how to fill it yeah. and avoid it but unless you do it a lot and practice it's like anything um you can't be expected to know that mm. stuff what about um you know the crayfish that you use what did you call it um, marin marin that's marin, it the black mystery box yeah, box. yeah 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 had you cooked with it before no um so before I went into MasterChef, we had to go for a medical. Okay. Um, and I've always been allergic to um, crustaceans mm-hmm. and soft drink. Two okay. things ever since I was really little, I was allergic to. So they needed to know how allergic to it I was. Mm-hmm. So I've never eaten. I had crayfish once in my life, but I had an anaphylactic reaction. They went back again. Mm-hmm. Same thing with soft drink. So I went and had an allergy test done. Um, it turns out not allergic anymore. Oh, yeah. 
random. So you were enjoying it? So, yeah. <laughs> but that marron, it was the first time I'd ever even seen a marron. Wow. Uh, I never cooked with one. Um, I'd, I'd eaten lobster once before I went back into the house, but never cooked fried lobster mm. or anything. And so it was like I saw that little marron and I had a little heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> but you chose to use it. I, yeah, well, I did. Um because I'm not really a big meat fan either, mm. to be honest. We eat quite a fair bit of vegetarian mm-hmm. food in our house um, with a little bit of protein, like a little bit of meat mm. and a little bit of seafood, but quite vegetable-based. So, And I would never sit down to a hunk of steak ever in mm. life. It just doesn't float my boat. We've got nothing against mm. it. Um, but, yeah, it's just not something that I do. So, yeah, that was a better option for me. So, so such a better option because there was a couple of people who chose that steak having never cooked a steak before um, and, and didn't do it. so well. Yeah. yeah, it turns out the judges don't like steak with blackberries. No, <laughs> nor do they like yeah. it if you murder the steak. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I don't cook steak either. So, yeah. I probably would have murdered the steak. So you just used your knowledge that you've built because you you said um, before we started recording you mentioned that you have been practicing and kind of working on master chef you must have chef dream for the last three years um but probably longer like cooking and loving and passionate and all that kind of stuff and did you use that knowledge that you've gained to put that marin you know like you you had to blanch it peel it do things with it yeah i've never cooked one either yeah no i guess i kind Mm. of one crustacean that i had eaten is prawns Mm. and i don't know what made me think that i could eat it is like a big prawn that thing it was kind of like it's got like pinches and stuff as well so I kind of just looked at it and went, well, it kind of looks like a big prawn. Mm. So that's how I treated it. I just won it. Yeah. <laughs> which is the story of my life is just winging it, um, which is why my nickname of MacGyver on the show mm. has kind of stuck because I I did wing it an awful lot yeah. and, and managed to get through it. But for me, it's winging it, but it's instinctive. I think because I've cooked so much, I have, like, instinctive based on your subconscious and what you already know. So if you can, like I really trust my instinct. Yes. Um, and it's something that I've learned to do even more since being on that show is um, if it's wrong, if it feels wrong, it probably is wrong mm. um, because there's somewhere in my brain telling me it's wrong for a reason. Yeah. It's a big thing. Like when I wrote the cookbooks to sit down and put them into recipes, like my food into recipes, it's a difficult thing when you wing it or when oh, you cook by intuition, yeah. um, which is definitely like how I do it mm-hmm. as well. I'm Sam will tell you, my husband will tell you, if I sit down to prepare, like a, make a recipe, it's going to be bad. Um, not only can, <laughs> I just can't do it, so I always stuff it up. Yeah. Uh, so, but if I had just gone from the start and done it my own way, it probably would have turned out better. Yeah. But to write them down and to put it into words is very difficult. Then you have people who um, don't feel that intuition with food, right? Yeah. They have they have other hobbies or yeah. intuition or loves yeah. and passions, and so to put that recipe down, they follow it to a T. Um, which is cool, like that's totally yeah. fine. But people worry about blurring lines and going outside of yeah. the recipe, and you definitely don't have to. Yeah. Like I wrote that book so that people could take it and take that idea and really make it their own. And I yeah. often say, hey, if you don't have broccoli, just use this or like yeah. use whatever vegetables are, are available yeah. to you. So it's really cool that you can have all that amazing produce laid out and then create yeah. something. Um, yeah. it, it's art. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that was the thing that stood me in good stead with the mystery boxes. Um, I loved the mystery box challenges because <clears throat> it was um, it was 
it was like me opening the fridge at the end of the day and going, right, I'm, <laughs> what am I going to make? Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Okay, bang, there it is. Yeah. Um, and I had, I had 47 recipes that I could cook just with the pantry staples Cool. before I went in. So wow. I really practiced those. So all went to poo. I hear, right, I can make an empanada, I can make a spicer, mm. I can make a tart. And then just put, like, the eggplant on top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. That or whatever bad. it might be, you yeah. know. And I never, Add some mint. Yeah. <laughs> I never had to actually resort to that, thankfully. Yeah. I always had something come to me, but I always had that ready to roll if I if I needed to. Yeah. What's your um, favourite challenge? What's been your favourite challenge favorite in that whole experience? To do? Um has anyone asked you this yet no they haven't so that's that's interesting i'm just trying to think look there was one um it was i don't even know what they called it now it was a office office lunch challenge or something i Mm. think it was and it was for um for immunity Mm -hmm. where we had um a a kettle a sandwich press and a microwave wow and we had to cook something with that. Um, yeah, that was that was a pretty cool challenge. I quite enjoyed that. It was quite manic and quite crazy. I did lots of stupid things. Um, <laughs> but it worked out really well. And it was a great dish in the end. And I was really happy with it. But it was just really fun. It was really fast and furious. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I kind of like that. Yeah, I can see that that's, you know, a bit of your personality, yeah. which is cool. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, just it's mine fun. too. I would rather make many mistakes on my way to the right thing than wait around Trying to put something perfect together, yeah. yeah. Even though I'm a Virgo. Yeah, so, interesting. Mm. It's funny you're talking about the recipes um, <clears throat> and the way you write them because that was something that I found quite challenging mm. because after our cook, even if it's good, bad or ugly, we have to write to the recipe up. Right. Um, and then the kitchen mm. team um, will take that recipe and they'll test it. Like I would always write, I'd be quite focused on trying to remember what I did and all mm. And I would quite often write it and have to go back like a couple of hours later because we do on the computers back in the MasterChef house mm-hmm. at night or in the morning or whatever. I'd have to go back and go, oh, that's right, I put that in it. And oh, that's right, I actually put that. I go forget half the things. Oh, yeah, I still do that. It's in the book, mm. Steph. And oh, I'm really? like, God damn it, I forgot <laughs> to put that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can very much relate mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, yeah. detail. Hate detail, but I think. But it's hard. Like I'm like, well, how much? You know, how much um, hemp seeds did I put into yeah. that? And then I, so I'll go back and cook it again. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it'll be somebody who's eaten it, like my family or my friends, and I'll be like, no, you had this in it. I'm like, yes, it did. That was so good. It was so much better with that in it. <laughs> but what I do now is I always have a pen and paper in the kitchen. Yeah, like I've got this at the moment. I've got this special like book that has this cool paper. You know, like. Like it feels rough. It's fancy. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. No, my mum bought it for me, oh, so it's great. No money. <laughs> um, and I write. I just write them down, and I draw yeah. pictures, and yeah. you know. But that's after three cookbooks. I have finally learnt this. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> just, I may have to take that away. Really. Yeah, yeah. I've got a little um a book that I got from not a book. Uh, oh, it's like a file of facts thing. Mm. Where you, from that I got from Officeworks that you've got the, yeah. the individual recipe cards. And before I went on MasterChef. I write out all my recipes and put them in the in the recipe card. Mm, so just a book waiting for publishing there. Yeah, but you know what? I've got no measurements. I've got yeah. no methods. <laughs> I've just got the ingredients because that's how I you cook. Yeah, I cook. Yeah, and you'll see um, in Nigella. You would have seen in Nigella Week. Well, I actually don't know because I haven't watched it. Um, 
we're watching it right now in real time, yeah, like yeah. in real life when we're recording this podcast. It's Nigella Week. Yeah, it's Nigella Week. So it'll be on tomorrow night. Uh, no, actually one night this week. Anyway, um, there's a, a immunity challenge that mm-hmm. I'm in. And, um, for the lamb. Yeah, for the lamb. Yeah, yes. the lamb. I like the lamb. Yeah, really. And I just, this, the guys from the gantry are yelling out to me saying, um, so how long are you going to leave your custard in the oven for, Steph? And I just looked up my time. Till it's ready. Like whenever you can be. I don't have a recipe. I've got no clue what I'm doing. How many eggs are you going to put in that, Steph? But However many it needs. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I'll let you know when I work it out. I'm totally with you. Yeah, so my pasta recipe, I don't know how many eggs are in it. Like I just whack them in until mm-hmm. it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> you feel it. Yeah, you feel it like with your yeah. with your eyes and, mm-hmm. you know, with your hands. Like yeah. you feel how that recipe yeah. is coming together. Not helpful when you need to buy a recipe. Yeah, yeah, no. It's It was the hardest part of doing a cookbook and I've always said that. Like people ask me, you know, cookbook yeah. cookbook questions and I'm like writing the recipes it's the hardest bit writing the amounts remembering that there is eggs in the pasta <laughs> yeah yes. yeah yeah all that yeah how did I actually do that it's interesting because I never really have spoken to anyone who does that like it sounds like we cook very similar yeah so that's cool yeah just yeah. Being, yeah it's funny and I, I don't want to ever change from being that cool because that's the kind of cook that yeah, I like to no. be, but I do go back and follow my own recipes like so oh, Sam will oh yeah, Sam will be like, Can I have this? Oh. And so I'll be like, Okay, so I literally have to open my book and because every time I make something it's different. Yeah. And he wants the other thing. He wants yeah. the original. Oh, the original one. Yeah. Yeah. See when my family said, Oh mom, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I go, Oh, you nailed that. You need to make that again. So enjoy it because I've got no idea. Yeah, that's like um, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to go back to the <laughs> recipe book now. And be like, oh, that's, oh, we'll do that from the recipe. Yeah. It's actually really handy. Yeah, cool. For yeah. myself. I hate following recipes. I do. Like, I actually hate opening recipe books. I, I love reading recipe books. Yes, like, for funsies. I but I rarely dish. open them for a recipe unless now it's my own and Sam wants it. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I've got hundreds of recipe books. Mm. Um, that's a bit of an issue. Yes. Um, also. <laughs> Also me. Yeah, and, I, and like I do open them up for inspiration, mm. but I'll just have a sort of a, a quick squeeze and glance and then I'll close it up and then I'll go and cook. Yes. Based on. Or like now I Google and so I'll read like the yeah. first 10 recipes of something and yeah. I'll be like, yes, I'm going to put all of them together yeah. and do this. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, just a mashup. Yeah. And then it's melt. Yeah, I have a little bit of regret between that now. Oh, no. Yeah, may have done that. May have got me into trouble. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, the mashup. Yeah, the mashup. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about it? Because we won't release it until until after. Yeah. So it's in my um, elimination challenge. No, I know. Well, the one actually not in my. It's the thing that gets me into my elimination challenge. Okay. Um, it was uh, Heston Blumenfeld. Sweet week. Right. Which I always knew was probably going to be difficult for me. Like super recipe to yeah, the Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's always going to be an issue for me. Um, but I had done enough prep and I do cook sweet food, but mm. I do wing it sweet mm. food, you know. Um, anyway, so it was a breakfast cereal challenge, which I'm fairly passionate about hating breakfast yep. cereals at the best of times yep. with any amount of sugar and crap that's in them. So I wasn't a fan <clears> of the challenge. <throat> Um, and I had practiced a couple of days before in the master chef house and I'd made this honey nougat, so not a hard nougat, but just like a moussey kind mm. of whipped nougat. And it was 
absolutely delicious and I knew we had that honey that I'd used in the Master Pantry. And then there was this challenge of dessert and I think, oh, I'm going to make a parfait. So I'm going to mix this honey nougat into a parfait. So essentially yeah. just, yeah, I know, it sounds delicious, right? And then I was going to make it like a bit Italian. So with the honey and I did um, uh, add some chocolate, glass of oranges, <laughs> So I was a bit kind of Sicilian, yeah. you know, because the oranges and I think I had some nuts in there, some toasted almonds or something. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to make it really light and crunchy. So I found the – I got the two rice bubble brands and I – actually, I couldn't see them because I can't read that smaller thing. So I got some <laughs> object to read to me, which one had the least amount of sugar in it because mm-hmm. I didn't want to make it sweet, I'm so, which was actually the real rice bubbles brand. Mm. And I thought I'll fold some rice bubbles through to make it really nice and light and crunchy, and that will be my mm. cereal challenge. So I did that, and I tasted it. Oh, it was bang. It was really good. And I put it in the blast freezer, but, like, the whole world was using the blast freezer yeah, that right. day, and it didn't blast freeze. And what happened was the rice bubbles just literally just got, got soggy. Oh. And, and sucked all the moisture out that's of That's not your fault. No, no. But that's no. And then it just wouldn't set and then oh, kind of set. Yeah. And I had these beautiful moulds. Then I had to dig out of the mould and Cornella and look like shit. Oh, no. And then when they went to taste it, it kind of just kind of fell apart and disintegrated. No. That's horrible. Uh. Yeah, I yeah, so it was, yeah, that was the thing that led me into. Um, How many blast freezers are there? Uh, there's, I think there's one for every three. Oh, no, one for six. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're kind of placed throughout down the side. And because it was a dessert challenge, it happened yep. to be, everyone happened to be doing that on that particular day. Have you used some of this stuff, like a blast freezer and no, things I like that? Yeah. Blast freezer before. Yeah, cool. But most of the other equipment I had invested in, like mm-hmm. a Suzuki machine and ice yeah, right. makers and all that kind of gap, I've kind of collected those as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, a bit like my cookbook collection. Yes. Yeah. So I have like um I had to clean the kitchen out and put some stuff into storage because I just had so many mm-hmm. even just the basics because when you do a cookbook you do lots of like styling and so yeah. lots of plates yes and lots of napkins yes. and like things like yeah. this and yeah. I had to put some in storage because we couldn't even function in our kitchen. Yeah, it's crazy. That was well, ridiculous. We're about to move. Well, we've got a house in the market, and so you have to declutter. Right? Mm. Don't let me come over. <laughs> but I, I really want to come over for dinner. Okay. But don't let me take anything. It's <laughs> all packed away so you won't see it anymore. Good, good. Yeah. But I'm a bit like you, op shops and things. Oh, yeah. Styling stuff. I just love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I love them. But it's all going to come in handy now. Like, yeah. I'm going to use it now. Well, now I'm you're going to take that index thing and then yeah, write, that up. write the actual amounts. That's yeah. the first thing. And yes. then you have to cook it all, then you have to put it on a plate and then you have to get someone to photo it and yeah. then you have to get it, like, shopped and then you have to go give it to the graphic designer with the recipes, with yeah. the amounts and oh put it in the book. It just seems far too big, doesn't it? No, like, you can do one it. One step. I know I can, but it's like when you're starting it. Like, I've typed up three recipes so far. You and, can do it. But it's boring. It is boring. You no, know, it's so boring because I, yeah. just, I just want to skip straight to the You want to cook part. it. Yeah, for sure. You know, right down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get it. It would be many long nights, um, you know, the middle of the night, and I'm st- I'm reading over my intro to my book for yeah. the f- like fifty thousandth oh, time, and I'm like, if I read one more time that you know that I the hate faux foods 
Or that, yeah, oh, how I have a gin and tonic sometimes. Like, do we? Because you need balance in your life. Yeah. I'm going to kill myself. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I've kind of, I've made a rule that I have to do one recipe a day. Cool. Yeah, which lasted for three days. And that's not really going to get you very far. <laughs> no. yeah. It's been two days since I've written it. I reckon you need to do, like, ten recipes a day. Oh, <laughs> just honestly, Pump them out. Yeah, I know. I know. I know I need to. I'm very studious. I can help. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, you need to give me a schedule. Mm. So yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have a schedule. I would just spend most of my days writing, writing, I'm writing. Just doing but it. But I'm going to make a book now and then, yeah. I, you know, do it. Yeah. And that's probably what I need to do. I just need to. I think because at the moment I've got my finger in like 50 pies. Yes. So I'm doing none of them very effectively. Mm. And I think the biggest thing I'm facing right now is my social media because while you're on on my face is on the screen. I need to try and make the mm. most of that. So That's everyone really needs important. to go onto your Instagram. Yes. Immediately. Yes. And, and follow, follow you. And then invite all your friends to follow Oh, I didn't even well. know you could do that. Yeah, I, oh, we yeah. think you can do it on Facebook. And yes. Instagram. Yes. Yeah, you can do it on Facebook. Yeah, so jump onto Insta. If you're not sure, you can jump onto my Insta and, yeah. like, we'll be linked because I yeah. like you and I, yeah. I love hearted lots of things. Yeah. Because I liked yes. them. Yeah. I did. I exactly. double tapped. I'm still learning how to use Instagram. We've had a huge social media conversation before hitting record <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a baptism of fire. Mm. But I've learned a lot in the last few weeks. Yeah. Well, you already taught me a lot. <laughs> Great. So you know, everyone's going to jump on your Instagram, um, which is steph.j.desosa. J.desosa. Yeah. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, so it'll be there with a link and you can all follow Steph, yeah, please. Because we want to get behind you. Yeah, and um, cool. I want to do a TV show with you. Yeah. And I'll have you make a cookbook. Cool. Yeah. That'd cool. be awesome. Yeah. That'll be good. Because <laughs> I'm never going to be a master chef. <laughs> no, well, nobody wants natural food. It's a good profile, but, you know, I'll let you know how it works yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming in today. No, it's, it's been awesome to chat. And send Steph any of your questions, especially about her fish sauce caramel. <laughs> Thanks again, Steph. You're welcome. If you like what we do here at The Naked Naturopath, then be sure to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To learn more about Mel and MG Herbs, jump onto mgherbs.com, follow us on Facebook at MG Herbs Australia and Instagram at MG Herbs Official. Please keep in mind that all advice and opinions on The Naked Naturopath are not individualized. To get the right advice for you, be sure to make a booking with Mel or your health professional. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.